Hey, this is Chelsea Deluxe. And T from Tower Crane Towers. And you're listening to Punks and Pubs. This next song is off our recently released five song EP, and it's called There, there Will Be Rain. <laughs> Sure. 
Welcome to episode 51 of Punks in Pubs. I hope you're all doing well. Big news. If you uh, were listening last week, you would have found out ahead of time, before the official announcement, that Punks in Pubs will be doing its first ever live show in London at the Signature Brew Tat Room in Shoreditch on February the 20th. It'll be me talking to the music journalist Ian Winwood. He has written for Kerrang, Guardian and The Times, just to name a few. He's also the author of the 90s punk book Smash, which I'm still reading. I'm just a very slow reader. Hopefully I would have finished it by the time I chat to him. But he's also written a Metallica book called Burst School Metallica Death. Great book. Go pick it up. Check it out. And once we've stopped recording live, the Lagan will be playing us out for the rest of the night. It's going to be a great night and the best bit is completely free. But you do have to go pick up a ticket. So head on over to Punks in Pubs social media pages at Punks in Pubs. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram and you will see links on how to pick up those free tickets. Alternatively, you can find a link in the description of of this podcast doors will be open from seven o'clock and we will stop recording around 7 30 so come on down it should be a great night unless i properly fuck it up and we could all have a drink and a dance uh, and just enjoy the thursday night away right let's talk about our guests for episode 51 <laughs> Episode 51 sees me at the New Cross Inn in August 2019, sitting down with the mask intruder, Intruder Green. So I didn't really know what to expect when I went into this interview, um, because obviously Intruder Green is Intruder Green. He wears the mask, he is that person. But I also believe that there is someone behind that mask, and I tried to figure out who that person was as well. So did I succeed? Uh, not really, but I do feel I've got a bit of the person behind the mask to uh, talk quite frankly about issues that he's clearly very passionate about away from Mask Intruder. So what can you expect from my chat with Green? Well, he talks about his new life in Germany now, and now he's moved away from America. We discuss label changes and taking that risk, and Green gives his thoughts on gun control, uh, the, the topical issue that never goes away in America. I revealed that I once had a fight at a Mask Intruder show and how Officer Bradshaw actually split up that fight with true law and order uh, and he did it in his pants. And me and Green discussed creating podcasts and the difficulties of being a presenter. I'll be back after my chat with him to wrap things up. But first, it's my pleasure to bring to you episode 51 with myself and Intruder Green of Mask Intruder. Enjoy.
are down near the uh, toilets. Oh, we are. We are. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. We're down in the cellar. <laughs> How about that? A uh, new crossed in, and in front of me is a man who has uh, somehow got a visa to come to this UK. Um, <laughs> I don't know nothing about no visas. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, Intruder Green. Hey, how you doing, buddy? Hey, how you doing? I'm, I'm well. We were just talking about podcasts. We're going to talk about podcasts. I know. We got a lot of talking done before we even started this thing. I think they're about to open up. We're about to I know. This is perfect timing, ain't it? Yeah. Motherfuckers. <laughs> um, so, yeah. How do you find airports? Like, not only just because of your criminal background, but also because of the band. Like, How do I find what? Going through airports, visas, customs. Oh, airports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I will tell you that I did not have to fly to get here because I live in Leipzig, Germany right now. Oh, how are you enjoying German life? Uh, it's very interesting because, uh, you know... As uh, some would say, some would describe me as somewhat of a criminal or something like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's very risky to be a criminal in the United States right now. (laughs) Uh, If you haven't uh, heard, like paying attention to the news and nothing. uh, Basically, two things you don't want to be in America right now. A criminal or anything but a white person. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's it's rough. But... uh, yeah, uh, so Germany, you know, you hear about Germans being real rigid and like, uh, oh, they got all these rules and stuff. But I have to say, like, it's actually pretty easy to uh, not break the rules over there. They're, mm. they're kind of understanding, like, the cops are less likely to shoot you if you're jaywalking or something <laughs> than in America. And they're more likely to just help you and be like, oh, this fucking weirdo is wearing a mask. Uh, Maybe he's robbing somebody, but I guess we don't have proof. So uh, we'll send him on his merry way. Mm. Except they say it in German. So it's like, we'll send him on his merry way. Something I didn't like know that. the Cockney. Is that a German's Cockney? Oh, is that uh, Cockney? It sounded a bit Cockney. Maybe it's like the prison accent plus German equals Cockney. How is your German? Because when I was, I was just got back oh. from Berlin and all I used was Sprechen's English. That was, <laughs> that was all I needed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a polite way to say, do you speak English? So I guess that's all you need. I don't know. I'm, trying, just to, shouting I'm, at I'm trying to figure it out, but it ain't working too good, you know. Are you, are you trying, though? Are you like actually going that extra Oh, I got to, you know, because it's like, uh, I feel like it's important. Especially if you live somewhere. It's one thing if you're just visiting. Mm. But even if you're just visiting, I think it's nice to like, you know, like uh, on this tour, we were in uh, uh, Paris and uh, tour manager Tom, uh, he lives there now. He's originally from Ireland, but he lives in Paris now and he's been there for a while. So he speaks totally fluent Irish or uh, Irish. (laughs) He speaks totally fluent French. Um, and so, like, when I wanted to order some food, I was like, well, I, I just want to say please, you know? Like, I, I have no problem. I understand. I just say what I want. But then I want to say please because that's polite. Yeah. And uh, I think he appreciated that. And I think the person I was ordering from appreciated it, too. Uh, it's just kind of how they roll in Europe, you know? It's like you can demand something as long as you say please. <laughs> so I was like, give me all the fucking money, please. <laughs> and then you, you know, you get what like, you want. He's such a polite young man. That's right. Yeah. I mean, I think we're very blessed like in, in like England and in America yourself because – as English people, we just expect everyone to speak English, and it's so arrogant. Like in in school, we get we get a choice if you speak uh, French or German. Oh yeah, but no one really gives a fuck if you pass that. So you just kind of go around the world speaking English, thinking that it's their fault because they don't understand me. Oh yeah. So in England, we have this like stereotype whereabouts we try and speak English a little bit slower because then we hope that you would understand us. Oh, yeah. Because you never know who you're talking to, right? Because this is like... 
kind of like a, a big we, we like to think is the US being super international but like you got people you're right next to Europe here so you could be speaking to an Italian or a French person or uh, whatever hmm. yeah I want to talk about Mastin Trudeau and we're going to talk about your podcast as well alright by the I way guess. I see your Ramones Museum uh, mug right oh, there oh yeah I love that place I just got back that's where I was in Berlin talking to Flo uh, oh yeah, yeah I love yeah, Flo but- he's a great guy you know we, we Anytime I'm in Berlin, I gotta go see him. You know, we yeah. we, we we played in Berlin, and we I made we made a special uh, we spaced out some special time just to go see him because he's great. And the Ramones Museum, you know, it's such a cool place. What I'm kind of interested in is how did you grow up in Wisconsin? Is that where you were born and raised? Allegedly, allegedly. I mean, they got a lot of prisons in Wisconsin, and uh, I definitely uh, spent some time in some of those. So I will say, you know, that's that's mostly true. So, like, how was that to grow up in? Is it like a small, like, state? Like, is Wisconsin a state? That's my arrogance right there. Oh, yeah, no, no it, I understand, you know. Like, we don't know how things work over here either. I'm like, oh, we're going to the country of London. <laughs> yeah. But that's not right. Is, is, is the U- I mean, I, we could get real into this. I could be like, is the U.K. a continent? I think it is because there's like eight of them or something. The UK? Six. Yeah. It is England, Scotland, Wales, Northern Ireland. And yeah. yeah. But is it a continent? No. Oh, all it's right. A, it's a kingdom. All right. Oh, yeah, it's a kingdom. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah. Anyway, uh, but, uh, Wisconsin's great. It's, uh, it is a state. And, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're known for their, uh, you know, they have a supermax prison there, which is nice. Actually, it's not nice. That's, that's one of those for-profit prisons that we're so famous for in the, the private States. prisons. Yeah, they serve yeah, yeah. you, like, real shitty food, and, uh, you know, they're always way over capacity because they're trying to make a lot of money, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to get that money. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> Wisconsin's great. They got a lot of, uh, if you like being outside in the woods and stuff, there's a lot of that. A lot of, like, nice natural streams. Do you know who Bob Ross is? I, the name rings a bell, but I don't he used know. To, he used to paint lots of cool pictures of, like, uh, trees by the by a, like a lake or a stream yes. and i like lots of outdoor stuff and that's kind of like a lot of his pictures look like uh what wisconsin is like so as a kid growing up then then was you quite an outdoorsy kid i like mean in the woods yeah trees? you know like if you're running from the cops it's good <laughs> to hide somewhere that there's not a lot of people and you can just get away uh, shack in the woods is a good place to uh you know spend some time hmm yeah. But away from like crime or music, like what kind of school kid were you? Were you actually like paying attention or were you like, this is shit? Why oh, yeah. I, I didn't do, no, do so good in school. Like, I can't even remember too much about it. Um, probably uh, got the hell out of there. You know, I think it was kind of a mutual thing. I was like, I don't like you. And the teacher was like, well, I definitely don't like you. I don't even remember <laughs> seeing you before. And I was like, yeah, that's good. So we're on the same page here. I'm going to get the hell out of here and. Uh, you know, crime, you know, it's, uh, it's an so, easy way. So is it crime or music first that, that played its way into your heart? Oh, definitely crime. Well, no. Oh, as far as I thought I was, I, see, I, I overthought what you were saying. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the band um, because the band basically met through crime. You know, like we were all in prison together and then we were like, oh, you're wearing a mask. I'm wearing a mask. Let's uh, wear masks together. Oh, you like music. Oh, cool. I like music. And then we started making music together. Uh, but as far as like what came first for me personally, I don't know. It's hard to say because it's like, yeah, you can, uh, you know, what do they call it? Like sing for your dinner or whatever. Mm. And uh, that that works sometimes. But, uh, you know fucking uh you might only be able to afford like some uh, mcdonald's or something 
And uh, oh, by the way, I heard that you guys just got Taco Bell over here. Have we? Is that true? I heard it's I in the UK. Not. I oh. hope not, man. I hope you do because Why? I need some fucking delicious Mexican Taco Bell in my life. Is it Mexican? Soon. I mean, it's about as close as you can get. It's a lot closer to Mexican than what they got in, uh, you know, main, mainland Europe. Yeah. Unless you go to Crazy Nate's in Nuremberg, he's got he's got it going on. There's there's a few restaurants I'm sure dabbled in there, but yeah, like uh, it's hard to get. So, you know. As far as fast food goes, Taco Bell's pretty tight. Is, is that your go-to then? On like, on like uh, tour food, is it Taco Bell? Yeah, or? you know, I'm not a huge fan of like most uh, fast food stuff like McDonald's or whatever. I'll eat it, but I'm never happy about it. But I kind of get happy if I'm – it's like I don't believe in guilty pleasures because hmm. I think if I get pleasure for something, I'm not going to feel guilty about it. It's like I'm just being a human, doing what I do. But Taco Bell's kind of a guilty pleasure for me because I'm like, man, I had had much better Mexican food than this. And this is not real Mexican food, but it is fucking delicious. Yeah, I mean, Taco Bell for me is just like a plastic wrap with a bit of shitty mints in it. And that's Taco <laughs> Bell. Sponsoring this shitty podcast. Mints? Sh- shitty mints? Shitty mints. What's shit? Oh, mints like mince mince meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what did you think right. I said? I don't. Oh well, I thought you said <laughs> mints, but I was thinking like mint, like in Germany they call mint like the leaf that you put on in mojitos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. mint, mints, mints. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that's the mint. same thing. Mints is like the German term for that. So oh, okay. I was like Go very on. confused for a second here. Look at that though. You, you're using your German. That's right. <laughs> I'm learning. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I only had to come to the UK to learn German. Every day's a school day. Hey. Um, so, <laughs> as you're growing up then, so who introduced music then into your life? I mean, like, obviously you went to prison, but before that, when you were a kid, what were you listening to? Because Mask Intruder, oh. to me, sounds a lot like, whenever I ask me, anyone asks me, like, what are you listening to? And I say, oh, I'm listening to Mask Intruder. I kind of give it as a... The, the Monkees or uh, Beach Boys mixed with the Ramones. That's kind of how I try and explain. That's very nice of you. I, I like that uh, idea. But were you listening to that kind of music growing up? I mean, what were your jams well, growing up? what kind of music? Like, I mean, yeah, all bands, those bands anything, you said I, I like and I've always liked. Um, but what was the album that you fell in love with? What was the first thing you heard on the radio? I'm like, what the fuck, fuck is this, There's so man? many, you know? Like, uh, you know, I think... A lot of people come in, start listening to a specific type of music that they fall in love with in their formative years, like when kind of when you become a teenager or stuff. Mm. And so that that definitely happened for me. Um, honestly, uh, I hate to date or age myself, but I, you know, it was around 1994 when like that was like the big year for punk rock, and uh, kind of like fell in love with all the bands that were happening right then. And uh, to be honest, uh, mostly Green Day. You know, they came out with the great album Dookie, and uh, they just blew the blew the whatever off the whatever. And uh, yeah, I think so they changed that, the world, and they so, definitely changed me. So was that a gateway, like into like because at that time it's like Offspring, Rancid, like, oh, yeah, like those no are effects. also good bands, yeah, yeah, or at least yeah. Offspring used to be. I don't know. <laughs> These days <laughs> they started rapping, and it was like, what was going on? Yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah. But yeah, like all those bands were really great. Like basically anything that came from California, I was pretty intrigued by. Yeah. I was uh, was like Rancid, you know, the whole Lookout Records thing, Epitaph Records, and Fat Records. Like any any band that was on one of those labels, I was pretty stoked on. Well, you get like those samples as well that would be stuck to magazines and like listen to them. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. And we would have. Uh, I think they called it like Hit Parade or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the, and it, it was just like you know that was. 
kind of like pre-internet, or maybe we had the internet, but it wasn't as cool as it is, as it is now. Just a sidestep on that. Isn't that fucked up that we <laughs> didn't have the internet, and now we have the internet, and we've grown up during that time oh, when yeah. we had no information to, if you had to go and read a book, to now, That's you could right. just go Google, tell me, what the fuck. That's right. And you can just be like, hey, I wonder what this band looks like. Oh, let me Google it, and then you see what they look like, <laughs> and you're like, all right, well... They look kind of gross, so I don't know if I want to see them live. And then nobody comes to your fucking shows, and that's what ruins the music industry, I guess. And that's why there's still crime, I, I think, too. Say that I'm a freak, a geek, a weirdo, a positively creepy dude. I guess I can only protest that you left out the best that I'm totally in love with you. So what about school bands? Were you doing school bands when, like, before Mask Intruder, before you went to jail? Like, were you jamming and I'm giving sure it a go? I'm sure I did, but the only one I really remember being in is Master Truder. Yeah. My mind is kind of blurry after that happened because we started drinking a lot. And, uh, you know, basically once uh, Toby from Red Scare, you know, I don't know. Uh, some people don't like to follow, like, a paths and uh, know that we were, like, on a, 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 a first stuff was released. Actually, our first stuff was released on uh, Rad Girlfriend Records. Mm. Uh, this little label out of, uh, what the fuck is he out of? Like, uh, his bedroom? Near Cleveland or something. Anyway, uh, his bedroom here. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But no, he's doing great stuff. Uh, soon after that, got picked up by Red Scare, which is Toby. Toby Jag. Toby Jag, yeah. yeah. Who, he used to be like, he was kind of like a big timer in Chicago and then he moved the fuck out of there and now he lives in like somewhere tropical because he makes so much money off of punk rock I don't know how the fuck he pulled that off I don't make enough money off punk rock anyway yeah and then he kind of got us hooked up with fat yeah and then uh, now we're on pure noise so uh, you know like uh, you know we're just we're just uh, meeting lots of people and everybody we've ever worked with has been pretty cool because they're like punk rock dudes it's all good I mean, you jumped about 20 of my questions, so we're going oh, we're to go sorry. back, so don't worry. <laughs> I honestly don't even remember what the original question was. <laughs> I don't okay. know if I even answered it. You didn't, but it's fine. All right. Uh, so um, the band came out of prison, and then yeah. how long were you touring then before you met uh, Toby? Toby, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, not long. It was pretty quickly after we started that he picked us up. Uh, we did a tour with Direct Hit. Do you yeah, know that band? Yeah. Yeah, they were good buds of ours because uh, they're in like, was. The Wisconsin. Still are or was? Oh, they are. Uh, they yeah, are, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but they were back then as well um, already. And, uh, you know, they, they were in the Wisconsin scene and stuff. So, like, we, we, we hooked up with them and they, we, we did a tour out to the East Coast. And it was pretty fun because we liked those guys and everything. And then... Uh, yeah, I don't know. It was like shortly after that, we got we got asked to play some show in Chicago, and uh, Toby came down to meet us, and uh, we met uh, Matt Allison, who recorded our first couple records. He's a real good record producer. Mm. You know, uh, everything kind of like kicked off from there. It was probably within the first year that we were playing together. So that time with Toby was kind of short. It was like, again, another year before you signed to Fat. 
That's true. So how did Toby take that? Was he a bit pissed off, or were you like, I understand, <laughs> man. I like it's, it's music. It's what it is. Yeah, you know, he's Toby. He, of course, he was probably a little butthurt about it, but you know, like whatever. You know, we got to do what we got to do. Was that the attitude? It was like, mate, we, we appreciate what you've done, but like this is fat, and like oh, yeah. we don't get this opportunity. Yeah, like, you know, it was it. like, uh, you know, like hey, it's and, and at the same time, it's in. In, I think I think it's true for most punk bands. It's like you're not ever going to say that, you, you know, like unless you have a contract, which we do right now with Pure Noise. But mm. it's like unless you have something specifically saying, oh, you can't make another thing with this with any other label. There's always an option to like go back or like even if because because. You know, maybe Fat's a bigger label than Red Scare, technically. Like, maybe they push more whatever, or they get bigger distribution, which is kind of like, okay, of course, this is an obvious choice. we got to do this. Uh, it doesn't mean we won't go back to Red Scare someday and, like, put out an EP or something. Mm. or You know, because we still know Toby. We still talk to him on a regular basis, and, like, he's cool. This is going to sound like a really fucking dumb question, but why did you sign to Fat? What was it about Fat that, like, kind of sold you? <laughs> uh... Money. <laughs> I mean, that's fair enough, man. I mean, not Gotta really. Get paid. Gotta get they paid. didn't really promise us anything. Um, it was just kind of like we just felt like uh, it was an obvious step to take, and you know, it, we knew that just the just the name alone would probably be good. Good as far as us, like I know. Uh, People want to give bands shit for, like, blowing up and, like, oh, what, are you a sellout? Like, you can't fucking be on fat records and be a sellout. It's like, come on. Like, yeah, you want to get paid to do your thing. Yeah. It keeps you out of jail. Yeah. Because you're doing less crimes. Because you're preoccupied with trying to do this band thing. And also, uh, you don't need as much money because you're making an honest living as a musician. Which also sounds like bullshit. But it's kind of true. I was going to say, you nearly did that with a straight face. Yeah, right. You nearly (laughs) go for it. Yeah. <laughs> so let's just quickly talk about the masks because oh, yeah. at what point, like, oh, I just, I'm going to say you've got a Guinness whiskey and whatever's in that mug going. So, uh, oh, yeah. We had some Buckfast earlier. We, we got a whole bottle of that down Buckfest. already. Buckfast. Oh, yeah. As, soon as, we get to, as drink, soon as we get to the UK, we got to get that Buckfast. <laughs> got to get that Buckfast fast. <laughs> so, yeah. So, is it just a coincidence that you all had different color masks? I think so. I mean, I never met nobody with a green mask other than me. Unless they were just like a fan who was Jim like... Jim Carrey, instantly, the mask. Oh, that's true. Yeah. But that was like a magical mask. Is your mask I not wish, magical? Like, I mean, I wish it was. Because um, then I would probably be a lot more attractive. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I wish I could be Jim Carrey too. So, you know, like, whatever, uh, whatever they promise you... When you're a little kid, it's not true. Wishes don't come true. <laughs> is this getting too loud? Do we need to like nah, stop this and go somewhere else? No, no, okay. we're good. Okay, cool. I can, I can hear you. We so got some nice ambiance. Exactly. Like I was t- seeing before. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. It's punk rock. All right. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> we are punk rock. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm a guy who's dressed in a pink cut t-shirt. Hey, so you I do what know. you want, buddy. That's punk as fuck. That is very true. That is very true. That's right. And with, with your masks, masks, not masks. With, with your masks, with our masks, with yeah. your masks. Uh, when and you've got like bigger, have you improved like your quality of your masks? Like, were your first masks like really itchy as fuck, and then now you've got a bit of nice padding and you enjoy it? And uh, no, we're wearing <laughs> the same fucking masks. Well, the same uh, company. We're we're wearing exactly the same masks that we wore before. Yeah, we we've we've got some new ones. 
Um, they're still made the same though and everything, and uh, they're 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 real comfortable, especially on a summer tour. It's like uh, somebody's just giving you a hug all the time, and like sometimes you're in a the hot hot sun mm. in the heat, especially like when we did Warp Tour. That was real impressive, and uh, you know sweating our faces off. But then the, the the you feel like you're sweating your face off, but the mask just catches it and like holds <laughs> it in place. So you're like, oh wait, my face is still intact. This is great. It feels wonderful. Have you ever had like such a shitty day? Yeah. And you've gone to your mask, you just go, no, fuck it. I'm not putting the fucking mask on, man. Like, I'm sick of the mask. It stinks, oh, no. it smells. I'm not doing it. No, I don't really know what it's like to have it off. <laughs> I'm sure it's happened before, but not under, not that I know of. So no. I guess, uh, you know, it's always just kind of there. It's like, uh, you know, it's, it's like that thing in Wayne's World. You seen that movie? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 where goth is like it's like a, it's like when you put on a new pair of underwear, it feels rigid at first, but after a while, it becomes a part of you. Yeah, yeah, that's basically what wearing a mask is like. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's been like a part of us for a long time. Then, so I interviewed um, Bomb Pops here. We were actually talking about it earlier. On. Oh yeah, but that's we, right. We were talking. I interviewed Pomp- Bomb Pops earlier, and they were talking about when they signed to Fat that Mike was really critical of the band. Really, until he signed them, was he? Did you get that kind of <laughs> feedback when, when when you guys were touring? Like, did you get Mac, uh, Mike going, "I'll sign you, but you need to do this and this and this," or was uh, you get none of that shit? No, I don't think we ever got any of that stuff. Uh, he definitely wanted to help us kind of like figure out you know sort of like what we were going to do with like the next album and everything but then we just went with pure noise <laughs> so sorry Mike <laughs> um, but you know like we, we've always kicked around the idea of like hey maybe we'll do a record with Fat again someday or maybe we'll just keep staying with pure noise you know everything's always up in the air as far as that yeah. stuff goes but like he was always actually pretty cool to us um, I think it's because partially we like to party a lot, and he's <laughs> kind of famous for that. So uh, we get along pretty well. Yeah. But I will say that uh, I'm pretty sure the only reason we got on Fat Records is because his daughter was into us. He said that, and I wondered if you saw that as an insult. Uh, no, not at all. Cause I, I think, mean, he got you paid, so... Uh, what, what, the only way I see it is that his daughter might have better taste in music than he does. <laughs> yeah. Let's put that out there into the internet. <laughs> yeah, that won't get picked up <laughs> yeah. at all. Um, so the first time I saw uh, Mask Intruder was when you came over and you played a, like a really grubby pub called Macbeth. 
Oh, and yeah. Like we were just talking about that. That was our oh, first yeah. ever show in, like, well, if you include the UK as Europe, which mm. I still do. Uh, that was our first ever show in Europe. And so it's funny you say that because I took two like proper hardcore fans and I was like, mate, you're gonna enjoy them, they're fun. Yeah. But the tickets cost something ridiculous like four pounds or something. It was so cheap. Forty? Four, four, oh, four. four, four yeah. Jesus Christ, that it is was, cheap. It was really cheap. I don't know how much you guys got paid. But, um, yeah, we, I don't know either. We we got there and like instantly your first song and you sold it to them and they were instantly like to the front, bouncing around, having fun. Yeah. So that was an incredible show. I, I still remember that show. Uh, we had people like because it was packed it was totally sold out mm. as far as I know like maybe over capacity even Probably. not that anyone would ever do something like that no. but uh, yeah I remember seeing people like running across the bar and stage diving <laughs> which is my like, friend if I'm honest oh yeah, yeah that's yeah, yeah. good good on him then because that was like a thrill for me like, you know like that's when you know you're playing for some party people it's weird because how Mask Intruder has grown like it's kind of growing my friendship because those two guys now Whenever there's a Mask Intruder show, we'll split the cost. Like, one person pays for one gig, the other person pays for the next one, and so oh, on. Nice. So, like, tonight I've got them coming tonight, and they're, like, really looking forward to it. But that's not my question. So my question is, as you've gone and grown and you've played a lot more shows, yeah. do you miss playing new places? Like, when was the last time you played a new place? Well, this is a new place for us, actually. But I mean, like, country-wise. Oh, country-wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, obviously, like... It gets a little old playing the states. If I could be totally honest with the internet, um, you know, we played the states so much, and we lived there too for the most part. So it's like that stuff gets a little old. But then it's like still. You Should we move into the corner? Because now yeah, it's let's try that. Do we need to pause it? this or something? Uh, yeah, we'll quickly right. pause. We'll be back in a sec. So we've just moved, um, just because the band are starting to crank up. Who are uh, supporting Mask Intruder? And yeah. so we were talking about what were we talking about? Fuck. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. It's gone. Uh, oh, Macbeth. That was what we were talking oh, about. Oh, yeah, yeah. The first show. So, yeah, so playing like a new venue. Or a new country, sorry. That's right. So when was the last time you actually played a new country then? Um, well, uh, yeah, we've been to every country already on this tour. Yeah, I don't know. It, it might have been... Uh, we did we did Japan and we did Australia separately mm. because we're dummies. Um, but those were both really thrilling. Yeah, I don't know. There's still a lot of European countries that we haven't played, and I uh, would like to. Because Have you got to like Scandinavia, that area? We we played Copenhagen, Copenhagen, Scandinavia, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, that counts. So yeah, we did that one time, and uh, we didn't leave the venue really because we were like, wow, everything's super expensive around here. It's fucking expensive. And I'm like, it, yeah. I don't feel like getting, you know, like I could steal some shit, but uh, I don't think I want to do that here. Although I heard that prisons are really nice there. I wouldn't know. Yeah. I'm a good boy. So yeah, I of course. Know. Of course, man. Well, I've heard they are, but I don't know that they wouldn't just deport me and be like, no, you go to jail in the States. And who's, I'd be like, no! Who, who the fuck is that rapper who's in Sweden at the moment, in jail oh, in Sweden? Oh, Trump keeps banging on about him, <laughs> trying to free him for some shit. Like, he wants to free this rapper, but doesn't give a fuck about the fucking poor guy who died in... North Korea. Anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Basically, Trump's a piece of shit. <laughs> He's a piece of shit. Yeah, all right. And we've got Boris fucking Johnson, so it's no Oh, bad. that's right. <laughs> the UK Trump. Yeah. All oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well. And so, let's fucking, let's get away from that. Yeah, all right. Uh, so, what, what, so, at what point in the Mask Intruder journey did you realize you're on band, you're on stage, and you realized this shit is actually for real? Like, we can do this now. Like we we can fucking keep going. And it was honestly, I, I feel like it was our first show in uh, 
in Madison, Wisconsin, where we played for a bunch of people, and uh, it was like, oh, wait, this is way more, like, entertaining to people than anything we've ever done, and everybody, yeah, we, we kind of knew at that moment it was like, ah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have to wear these masks forever now. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You can't you can't take them off. That's right. So um, not that we would anyway. Of course. So you, so you signed to Fat. They you tour hard. You meet a lot of people. You support. You headline. When when you're doing this role, you obviously meet a lot of people, and a lot of people want to give advice. So what's <laughs> the best and worst advice you've been given oh, while, while while playing? We can come back to that question if you need to think for a little while. Oh, uh, yeah, you know, maybe I'll, something will come up. I, it's That's a tough one. That's something I would have to ponder for a while, I think. Yeah. Okay, we'll come back to that one. Yeah, okay. So let's talk about the podcast that, you, that you're doing at oh, the moment. Oh, yeah, I would love to plug the podcast. Why not? All right. <laughs> so you, it's called Intruder Green Podcast. Yeah, uh, it's Intruder available. Green Podcast. Go, on, go for it. Dot promote, com. promote, man. <laughs> yeah. On Spotify, oh, yeah. well, iTunes. You know, I mean, yeah, you can listen to it on any podcast platform. Uh, you know, certainly there's what you got Stitcher, you got your uh, well, there's no more iTunes. They they ended that. It's I- just iTunes podcast is still going on. Yeah, yeah. But, so but like iTunes phone. is a thing. Is oh, like it's music. Yes, yeah, yeah, they yeah. the I Apple Music or whatever. And basically, I just decided like uh, I I like doing podcasts and talking to people, and like gives me a reason to do that more. Hmm. And uh, I thought it'd be a lot of fun to do, so I started doing it and uh, do a Patreon. And to kind of fund it and also to kind of like fund my life so I stay out of jail and stuff. Because, you know, like, I, it's, fuck. we've been pretty good. Like, Yellow's in jail, and uh, that's why he's not on this tour. Maybe he should have started a podcast. Exactly. But he don't talk too good. So, <laughs> oh, okay. uh, you know, like, it true, might not yeah. have been a good idea for him mm. eventually. Maybe he should do, do some, like, dance videos. I don't know. He, could, he don't move do you know around what, too much it either. It would have been funny if he started a podcast and it's just him... With someone else, and someone's yeah, just and there they do going, all the talking. Yeah, am I meant to talk? What, yeah. what, what should I talk about? And That's he just, right. Nothing. And I should they just, just start, start a ranting. podcast with him. We'll call it the Intruder Yellow Podcast, but it, it can just be me talking. It'd be like my monologue. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be exactly. great. So, how have you found presenting then? Do you find it quite easy, quite hard? Uh, it's harder than it seems, I think, because, you know, you, I was listening to a lot of podcasts, and you just hear these people, like, having conversations, and you're like, oh, I could do that. But then you do it, and it's like, wait, I actually have to think of interesting things to talk <laughs> about right now. Yeah. You know, it's not just like when, you know, you've had, I'm, I'm sure you've done this too, where you get, you, like, you're hanging out with your buds or something, or, like, a new person, and you're just having a great conversation, and you're like, Wow. This would be great material for a podcast, but then like you're not recording it. It's, mm. it. it's just like your personal conversation, which is great to have. It's good, but then you try to do a podcast, and sometimes it's like, oh, uh, I don't know what to say, <laughs> and, or or you 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 know what do they call that? People are stiff. Yeah, like, you, you, you get somebody and they just answer your question like real one line directly. Yeah, yeah. And it's like okay. Time to move on to the next thing. <laughs> huh. um, but I've also had some that are real easy, and it's just like, uh, you know, I think we hit it off real real good with uh, Avery Chase was my first one. She she, she does uh, shows down. She helps book Fest in Florida. Have yeah. you ever heard of that? Yeah. yeah. Um, and she's, like, doing tour managing stuff now, and uh, she's, she's a real cool chick. And uh, 
we got along great. I think it went went great. The audio quality was not great. <laughs> I will admit to that. Uh, that's one thing I've also struggled with because I'm I'm using like you know some some what do you call it janky ass gear, and it's not the best <laughs> stuff. Yeah. But uh, you know, uh, like I said, I got my guy my my podcast guru Matthew Hendershot who's on his tour. He's helping me like figure out how to make my stuff work. Or, you know, training me to be a better, like, technology person. Because I'm not so good with that. No. But, you know, whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the thing that you kind of find. Like, I, I, I've never presented in my life. My, so my oh, background really? was in radio. So, but I used to make radio documentaries oh. as a producer. So I never done interviewing or done interviewing. I've never did an interview <laughs> or anything like yeah. that. And before that was with uh, the Radio 1 Punk Rock Show. And again, I wasn't oh, a presenter. Wow. I was just producing. That's pretty big time, though. It was back in the day, and then yeah. now no one gives a fuck about uh, that, that the show. The radio, anymore. yeah. Well, I mean, I, I actually wonder about that because are you just not doing it at all anymore? Well, no, because I just couldn't make a living. I couldn't. I couldn't survive uh, on it. So now I work. Uh, I work in a charity, which I find like quite rewarding. Yeah. And this podcast came about because I was back again too personal. I was going through a really shitty time in my yeah. life. Oh, Nothing yeah. was working, and my my partner was like do the two things that you love you've got the equipment on radio and punk so i was like fuck it yeah let's do a podcast then and this is how this came about and yeah. this is now this this is so i started in november last year so i'm coming to about a year and a bit oh no november yeah anyway so i've been going about a year and a bit now and it's yeah, been yeah. fun man and i get to talk to people like you and i find it really interesting and like, there's people out there who are interested in it so For sure and, and i can understand why people do start podcasts yeah but and 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 I do think that like, anyone should fucking do it, man. Just if you've got a phone, just record it. Like people will listen. People will listen to your content. So just yeah, go at it. Yeah, it's great. Man. And uh, you know, it's like uh, it's a new thing that's happening. Um, like I, uh, my guy told me this is supposed to be like the big year for podcasts. It's like the year that it becomes like super mainstream. Yeah, because like a lot of people don't even know what the fuck a podcast is. It's surprising still, actually, how many people don't know what a podcast is. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like weird. Conan O'Brien's got one. It, they got like. I think there was like a Simpsons episode where Mark Maron was on, and he's got like one of the biggest podcasts. WTF, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's he's great, you know. He's he's hilarious and dark and like wonderful. He's very funny, yeah. Yeah, but uh, there's something about talking to people and with the idea that other people are gonna hear your conversation that makes like what you're saying seem important, even if it's not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think that's part of it. I don't know. I mean, it's quite interesting you say that, though, because there's quite a few... Because like, at the beginning of your podcast, you, you kind of invite people to give you some kind of things that are going on in their life, and you'll talk about it a little bit, oh, and yeah. like, you give advice. That's right. So I'm kind of interested, because you're not the only person who does this. Like, Blag from The Dwarfs also has a he podcast. Does he, oh, yeah, he does Oh, shit, I didn't exactly know that. Yeah. I gotta listen to that. His is, his is with that himself. That hilarious. He's fucking... He's, he's been on the podcast before, and... Uh, He's very funny. A quick story about Black. Um, when I was on the punk show, I went to Rebellion Fest. Yeah. And um, I, I had an interview bucked in with him. Never met him before. I, the plan was to go and meet him in his hotel room. Went to the reception, and she called up. And he, I could hear him say, he goes, oh, yeah, that's my rent boy from the BBC. Send him up. And like the woman was like, oh, okay. And, and she was <laughs> like, I, I, are you a rent boy? I was like, 
I don't think so. Like, and then uh, I went and spoke to Blag, and Blag is but just we'll a, find out, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> this interview is either going to go two ways. Um, and yeah, yeah, he's he's a solid guy, and also um, Ryan from Off of Your Heads also does. Oh yeah, his own he's shot. been doing it for a while. Yeah, and so he offers advice as well. So where where how do you feel about offering advice? Like, do you feel like you're a good person to do that? I find it very strange that people want to ask me for advice. Uh, it honestly doesn't happen that often. Hmm. I give every and you know maybe you can get the word out because I got like I tell people hit me up on social media. It's really easy to find because hmm. I'm just in true to green everywhere. You see a picture of me, you just search Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or whatever the fuck you got for in true to green. I'm on there, and uh, I also have a call in line, so it's like you can get a hold of me there. If you're in the states, uh, it's easier because it's a U.S. number. But uh, if you're in Europe, it might be not so easy. But anyway, it's like, uh, you know, I I enjoy it just because I'm not necessarily trying to, like, give people advice. But just, like, if you give me something to, like, boggle my mind with, hmm. then it helps me, like, make a, you know, like, create a monologue. And I think it's good therapy, too. It's so ta- taught us that in what, wait, When you start going, though, cause it's quite interesting because one, the one that I listened to was... Um, uh, we we bad cop bad cop and also uh, Billy Cottage is that his name? Yeah, Billy Cottage. He's great. So I I listened to those two, um, and it was interesting because one of those was about owning a gun, and you kind of started talking about the NRA. Oh yeah, because that, uh, that uh, what's his name called in anyway. Yeah, I yeah. So a gent called in and he asked he asked you a question about I think it was his son having a gun or something like that. Uh, it was something like his son had a BB gun or something. That was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he was playing around with it, and he was like, this is what want to want to see me, like, uh, protect you from terrorists or something. And it was like, and he, you know, as the dad, he kind of, like, reacted to that. And he was like, no, you're not shooting terrorists. You're, you're doing target practice. And he wanted to make it, like, real clear, like, no, you you." Killing people is not a thing that you should even, like, be thinking about right now. And that's what, like, it was more about, I think, as a parent was, like, yeah, there's a crazy gun culture in the U.S. I guess the question that he asked me was, like, how do you handle something like that? And I'm like, I don't know. You're the dad. (laughs) Like, I should be asking you that question. But, uh, you know, it was a good good thing, I think. uh, That's kind of why I put that out there for people to call in or just ask me anything anytime yeah and i'll talk about it uh on my podcast because i think you know like random people's people's random thoughts are always kind of interesting if you like kind of dive deep into them that was definitely an interesting one i'm not sure i even uh answered it the best way possible but i was kind of like yeah you know he's the dad he should figure it out what's best for his kids but like you know guns are you know they're weird in America. You don't even have them here, right? No, yeah. I mean you do for like some hunters do. No, but they, so they need to get a license, here. but they yeah. need like a is, is like a vigorous uh, licensing. Yeah, I think it's the explain. same way in Germany. Yeah, it's very I, th- I think for there. most of Europe is yeah. pretty much the same. Because um, what I found interesting about that is like separating yourself from the band because the band aren't political, but you started to become quite political when you were talking about the NRA and like the purpose oh, of yeah. them. And like, do do you find yourself going, oh fuck, actually let's not get too political. Let's kind of go back to this is meant to be a fun little podcast. <laughs> I, it's not necessarily that. I don't think that anybody in the band is afraid to answer a political question. Hmm. Like, uh, you know, if you... <laughs> there's some things that are just fucking obvious and some things that are just like... I'm not too sure about. But, you know, when it comes to like... 
guns, uh, yeah, it's a problem. Uh, honestly, I don't know the the correct answer because it's it's like a lot of things. Uh, and when you dive deep into these things, you I think you start to realize that it's not an easy answer because there's no easy answer to such a fucking complex, uh, you know, problem. Yeah. I think that's kind of the, the main thing, and that's why it's hard to just give a direct answer about them. And then if you don't give a direct answer, people are like, oh, you don't want to, like, say what you really think. And it's like, no, I just don't know what I really think, you know, <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Um, but I don't think anybody in a band is uh, doesn't want to, like, or, or doesn't think about that stuff. Maybe we don't always want to talk about it because it's just like – you know, I don't know why. Are, why are our opinions better than anyone else's? As far as like spurring uh, thoughts about it, you know, I'm totally open and happy to do that. But yeah, I guess uh, I don't want to go too far one way or the other. That's not true. I, I think uh, you know, like fucking life would be a lot easier without that crazy gun culture in America hmm. and all fucking second amendment is the second amendment. Yeah. I'm asking you, I don't I know. Say, I don't fucking know yeah. That. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, I don't know. To me, it's like fucking, Oh, I, I need my guns cause of the second amendment. Cause the government's going to try to take them away and I need to defend my family and uh, my land and stuff. And it's like, I don't know, bud. like a lot of the world works pretty good without that shit. Why do you need? Why do you need that? Why are you so fucking insecure? I don't want to get all Frank Turnery because I know he speaks about American politics. But for, for I know he does, and I honestly don't know exactly what he said. But <laughs> yeah, anyway, go he on. did a song called "Make America Great Again." Um, <laughs> oh, but, <shit. laughs> but for me, I mean, I don't like I, that that Constitution was written in a time where guns was needed because bears were literally attacking human beings. Bears. Yeah, but now yeah. Why the fuck do you need like a like a, a machine gun to protect your family? <laughs> right? Like what the fuck is coming through your doors? Like, well, I, just I don't mean, understand it. Have you been to Detroit? Because <laughs> uh, you know it gets pretty bad in a lot of parts of America. But to me, that's not a reason that you should need a gun. That's a reason you should need social welfare. <laughs> yep. You know, like uh, the, to me, it's like the whole idea of like, oh, the place I live in is just totally rid- riddled with crime uh that's you know uh, i guess partially my fault but also <laughs> uh you know I, I, don't, I don't do violent crimes only victimless crimes like stealing you gotta realize that you know we wouldn't be fucking stealing like that's part of why we started the band like, you know to bring a full circle like uh we you know start the band you can make an honest living as a musician. You don't have to do crimes. And it, it goes the same way with, like, uh, it's kind of like politics and stuff. It's like, oh, we need our guns because we need to protect ourselves. And I'm like, protect yourselves from what? Your fucking neighbors who are impoverished and they just fucking don't have shit? Like, you go to the ghetto, it's like, yeah, all, all they can do is sell drugs. What are you going to do if you sell drugs and you get busted? You're going to, like, you're probably going to have to kill somebody and go to prison, right? So, like, okay... So you got this whole thing going on, and uh, it'd be a lot better if you concentrated on, like, keeping that locked down instead of just like, all right, everybody gets a gun, and, uh, you know, good luck. So bad I almost had 
let's talk about Officer Bradford because he oh, is yeah. a quality guy. Yeah. And funny enough, actually, yeah, by you, quality you mean total dick. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. It's, it's funny actually because I last show I saw you, I was the old blue last, and um, we got into a bit of a trouble with like some other guys, just like oh, a bit of drunkenness. And quick as a flash, he came on, <laughs> came downstairs and split us up like the good police officer he is. Really? And yeah, it was quite funny actually. It's like, oh, you're cute. I don't even remember hearing about that. I know. I mean, it might have just been something that was like a flash in a pan. I've actually got a very embarrassing picture of myself looking fucked with uh, yellow. So, uh, oh yeah. yeah, that's he's good at he's good with that too. Mm, he's very good. So with with him though, it, like he must have Stockholm syndrome, like being with you guys. Like, have you <laughs> have you actually kidnapped him, and he's just given up all hope? No, I mean technically he's supposed to be with us, but I will say that as much of a dick he as he is. He's also a real shitty cop, which works out real good for us. Yeah. I mean, do you have to watch him, though? Because, like, if you've got a crowd and you've got some, like, diversity in the crowd, does he automatically get, like, a little bit trigger happy? No, no, he's not. Yeah, he's one of the, as far as that goes, he's one of the few good ones, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We should probably get him to, like, start a petition or something. But, you know. Stop he's also a real shitty cop, so how do we know he's not going to be a real shitty at that too? Yeah. Have you actually ever had any of your shit stolen? <laughs> uh, no, we haven't. Nothing <laughs> bad ever happens to us. <laughs> that, that's the worst thing you probably. Could <laughs> yeah, have that's that. right. You did two records on Fat. You left Fat. I think you kind of alluded to it before. Was it your choice or was it Fat's choice? I mean, it's ultimately our choice. I, did Fat they put, did they put an offer in front of you and you were like fuck off mate oh no nothing like that nothing no. like that at all uh, you know uh, maybe the grass is always greener on the other side or something it's just uh, you know like uh, Pure Noise seemed like a good opportunity for us uh, with uh, you know especially like the, the, the types of bands they were pushing and stuff and mm. it's like uh, maybe we do this maybe we go back to Fat after that who knows like uh, we just kind of wanted to try something different you know like it, I guess that's kind of like the artist thing. Like, you don't want to feel too comfortable. Maybe yeah. we're feeling too comfortable with fat. So what what has been the main difference that you notice from fat to pure noise? Like, is there, is there, have you noticed, like, difference in, like, booking? Or have you noticed any difference in mm. how, how they, like, even just an email? <laughs> nah, there's not really a whole lot of difference. In fact, uh, Jake Round, who, uh, he's, like, the head of pure noise, mm. He used to work for Fat. I think he like interned with them or something. Yeah. So he kind of got all his, uh, you know, his background from Fat. Um, so he kind of runs it a lot the same way. Like it's very like close. Everybody kind of like knows each other. Um, I will say that like because the, the the only real difference I think is the pure noise bands they have a lot more newer bands, hmm. uh, whereas Fat. Uh, has some new bands because you know they're still active. They're still signing new 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 bands and everything all the time. But like Pure Noise is like almost all new bands as far as I can tell. Um, and that I think is kind of what attracted us to them because we we're like, oh maybe we need to jump on this new thing and see what happens. Um, and it's been good. Like I can't say it's been bad at all. Uh, whether it's like the the right thing for us, I don't know. We we, we gotta wait and see. 
I think, before. Mm. You know, the new album just came out. Yeah, like, uh, Mask Intruder 3. Yeah, Mask Intruder 3. We're, we're, I mean, we're literally on the, the tour for it right now. Yeah. So, you know, we, we, we're going to wait. We're going to look at, like, how things go. Uh, but, yeah, like, both labels, as far as, like, the way they interact with us, they've been great. Uh, I can't say a bad thing about either one. And uh, as far as the difference, I think it's really only, like, the Rasta. It's like... Oh yeah, pure noise. They they're, they're kind of like they got the fresh. All the kids are into them, and fat. Like there's lots of kids into fat, but it's more like the kids who are like really into punk rock are into fat. Yeah, and then like a lot of adults who are like, you know, like me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, grew yeah. up with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. sure. You grew yeah. up with them or something. Yeah, it wasn't necessarily anything pushing us either way. We were just kind of like, eh, let's see what's going on over here. So moving forward, what do you still hope to achieve with the band? Oh, man. Staying out of jail mainly. I mean, that's a big one, really. It would be good if we could make a lot of money. (laughs) And, uh, you know, they they used to say, like, being rich and famous. And the and should be always capitalized in that, I think, because (laughs) it's like... We feel pretty famous most of the time, but not so rich. Yeah. So there's definitely a separation there. Um, maybe we'll we'll get the rich part one of these days, and then we can like give up all the crime stuff. Let's end then with your best and worst advice that we we were gonna come back to. Can you remember? Can, can you think of any best and worst advice <laughs> that I've been that has been given to me, given to you personally? They've gone. Do you know what you need to do? And you've gone. Definitely not doing that, mate. What the fuck are you talking about? Well, you know, a lot of people like to tell us that we need to do, like, an album where we take the masks off or something. And I'm like, yeah, because that worked out great for Kiss, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I actually just saw Kiss recently, and they, you know... Was that a download? Was it? Did they play download? No, no they no, played no. in Leipzig pretty, oh, okay, yeah. a little, little while ago. And I got to say, uh, regardless of their music or regardless of uh, Gene Simmons' politics, uh, they put on an amazing fucking show. Mm. Like, holy shit. Like, I went there thinking, ah, fuck Kiss. This band is dumb. But, uh, holy shit. They're, 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 what are they, like in their 60s or something? And they're fucking just, you know, they're still, they're wearing these big fucking costumes. I know what it's like to fucking wear a bunch of stuff on your body when you're trying to play a fucking rock and roll show, you know? And, uh, it's exhausting Hmm. to begin with. And then to be like, breathing fire and like spitting blood and like doing all these weird things and you got like pyrotechnics around you like that is amazing you want to be doing that, at that i Asia. would love yeah. to be doing that shit <laughs> fuck yeah but at the same time it's like they tried to do the like strip down where they took the fucking uh face paint off or whatever and it didn't work out it didn't mm. last you know like they kind of faded away for a while i think as far as I could tell, I don't know. I was never really paying too much attention, you know, just like at school. And I, like, I, that would probably be the worst advice I've ever been given where I was just like, no, fuck you, buddy. That's not going to happen because then we just wouldn't be mass intruder. I say it's in the name, isn't it, really? So you yeah, can't like, well, we're going to tr- change, change our names to intruders <laughs> and we just, uh, you know, rob a house and everybody knows what we look like so the cops come and get us right away. That'd be dumb. I think uh, the best advice is even harder to answer. I don't know. Keep the mask on. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Just the polar opposite. <laughs> Somebody said that, and I was like, oh, this 
Body, this guy's a genius. He's sharp. <laughs> right. He knows what he's talking about. Yeah, that's right. Man, thanks for your time, dude. It's been <laughs> fun, you. man. And uh, yeah, good show. Enjoy Germany. It's a great country, man. And stay there. Hey, yeah, got free health care. Nice, you got know? free health care. Yeah. Well, the the, the jails fixed. are pretty nice, too. You know, oh. like. It's bonus. Yeah, Schnitzels that's right. every day. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Cheers, man. Thank you. Thank you. Girl, ever since I first saw you, I knew you were the one for me. I just want you to know how I feel. That's why I'm standing here. for getting up his time and being a cool guy make sure you go and support his podcast the intruder green podcast uh, you can find that on whereabouts you probably found this podcast and all other podcast providers thank you also to tower crane towers for sponsoring this week's podcast make sure you go support them by clicking the link in the description uh, to find out more about them if you'd like to sponsor an episode of the podcast then please email punksandpubs at gmail.com for more information on how you can do that don't forget go pick up your free tickets for our first live london show on february the 20th at the signature brew tap room again link in the description to on how you can grab those free tickets that's it for this week go rate and review tell your mates about the show and remember that if you go into a punk show and you see someone fall down you pick them right back up again if you go into the show on the 20th i will see you then otherwise i will talk to you later bye-bye I love you.